You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webster. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. I'm Joining us is... Hi, Karen. I'm Karen Vance. I'm <laughs> eager to be in there. <laughs> Karen's here to answer your training questions and your behavior questions at 844-305-7800. That's 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Ben, and he'll put you on the air with us. That's 844-305-7800. The show is produced in-house here at the farm by the ever-so-lovely Miss Lexi Lapp. Hi, John. Hi, Lexi. How are you? We have a special guest joining us, Patty Lawson, the author of What Happens to Rover When the Marriage is Over. We all want to know that one. So we're going to give away complimentary copies as well, so stay tuned for Patty Lawson joining us. But the number is 844-305-7800. This is Talking Pets. Lawson is an award-winning author, lawyer, newspaper columnist, and public speaker. Patty's first book, The Dog Diet, What My Dog Taught Me About Shedding Pounds, Licking Stress, and Getting a New Leash on Life, won the Dog Writers Association of America Maxwell Award for Dog Humor Book. In 2012, Patty was awarded the AKC Responsible Pet Ownership Public Service Award. She lives in Elkview, West Virginia, with her dogs, Sadie and Rusty. And we want to welcome on to the program right now, none other than the author herself, Patty Lawson. Hey, Patty, how you doing? Hey, John, I'm doing great. It's been a beautiful day here in West Virginia. Hope you had the same where you are. Oh, it's well, it's hot. <laughs> We're down in Tampa Bay, so 95 degrees. Well, it was actually uh, 90-something here, too, but it was just beautiful. There was a fall breeze in the midst of that high temperature, which made it really nice. How do they say global warming? Yeah, I think that's how you do it. <laughs> hey, I want to introduce you to Karen Vance and Lexi Lab here in the studio. Say how you hi, doing? Guys. Hi, Karen. 
and of course all of America that's tuned in right now. And um, I I love uh, talking to lawyers that deal with animals because it's been a while since we've had one on like yourself, Patty. And um, I've got questions for you. But first off, uh, what happens to Rover when the marriage is over? Uh, any other doggone legal dilemmas? Patty Lawson is the author of the book. You could you could find it in bookstores now, right? Is it out in the book bookstores and online? Oh yes. It's out in the bookstores and it's online at almost every major um, book retailer and, of course, including uh, Amazon. And it's put out by uh, Skyhorse, Skyhorse Publishing, so you can look right, for it that way. The distributor is uh, Perseus, but they can just go to my website, pattylawson.com, and I have all the places it can be ordered, including if someone wants a specially signed copy, there's a way to contact me. And that's pattylawson.com? Yeah, Patty with an I, T A T T I, L A W S O N, all lowercase, one altogether, uh, dot com. Well, we've got some questions for you, but I mean, when did, I mean, there's so much out there now in the animal world because people have become more familiar. And, and Lexi and I were just talking and caring about, you know, now it's like the news is at your fingertips. I mean, everybody's got a phone on them, everybody can see what's going on all around the world. And animal issues, of course, for animal lovers, tend to be big issues. And do you find that now? Because what years ago you didn't really hear a lot about animal law, or you know, you know, in that respect. Actually, uh, you did not. Animal law is relatively new. As a matter of fact, when I started researching this book about ten years ago, the idea I was kicking around at the time was only to write a book about custody. There were only there were less than uh, twenty law schools that actually had animal law courses. As of today, there's 171. So it has grown quickly. Wow. And yeah. yeah. And I know that because I had my, my personal assistant send press releases to the bookstores at all of those law schools. And my own law school uh, has gotten um, an animal law class, and I'll be speaking to the law school later this fall. So it, But there certainly was not a class there um, when I graduated. I see in the book you dedicated it to uh, Rodney Morrison, a great dog dad, and your wonderful husband and partner in life. Thanks for supporting and loving me and all those things. So uh, that's cool. Yes, he is a wonderful guy. And um, he, when I first brought Sadie home from PetSmart that Sunday, um, I lived across the street from Rodney at the time, and I was kind of unsure about having a dog. And I said, hey, how about a joint dog? <laughs> and he put his hand up and he goes, No. I live in a condominium for a reason. I'm not good at taking care of things. <laughs> so that was that. Now he is totally devoted to Sadie, and then it'll be two years in November when um, I adopted Rusty from a high-kill shelter in southern West Virginia. And Rusty um, is really uh, Dad's dog. Um, I, won't, I won't say that uh, legally because we do have a pet nuptial. They are my dogs. But Rusty um, really is very particularly fond of hanging around and watching football with uh, Rodney. Now, that's the big question there is like, and of course, you know, with the title of your book, uh, What Happens to Rover When the Marriage is Over, what exactly does happen? Who has the rights there? If, if there's a marriage and, you know, man and woman, man and man, woman and woman, uh, you know, these days, and they break up. Who gets the dog? Because it and it's well, sad because the dog seems to take a lot of the abuse during just like kids in, in, in a divorce. Am I right about that too? I think it does. Absolutely. And um, if you've never had the misfortune of being through a divorce, um, in, in a divorce, the least important thing 
uh, becomes the most important thing. Everybody wants something. They, they, it's just that you can't think of enough things to get even or to get back. And when it is a living creature, such as your dog, your cat, a bird, a ferret, whatever, something that has a heartbeat, then it becomes very tragic. I um, handled a lot of human divorces, and um, there are two standards for the custody of a child that are very prevailing that fit perfectly in with a dog. Who was the primary caretaker of the dog? Did you lay on the couch and, and let the other partner take the dog for a walk, take the dog to the vet? Did you ever brush the dog? Um, my dog, Sadie, has gotten her teeth brushed every night, except when I've been away on business without her since I've had her. Um, those kind of primary caretaker things, the same thing, did you feed her? Um, those things are very important. And the second one, what is in the best interest of the dog? If one of the departing marriage partners is moving into a high rise and is going to be gone five you know, days a week, leaving early Monday, getting back late Friday, that certainly is not in the best interest of any dog. So there's a lot of factors to be considered. The same is in custody of a child. But I created what I call a pet nuptial. I have hold, seen... Patty, hold on to that thought. I want to talk about the pet nuptial when we come back. So once okay. again, you are listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Lexi Lapp. If you've got a question or a comment, a legal question or a comment about your pets, now is the time to call because Patty Lawson's with us. Her book is called What Happens to Rover When the Marriage is Over. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. You can go to pattylawson.com as well, and it's put out by Sky Horse Publishing. So check it out. But if you call right now, the second caller, you'll get a complimentary copy from us. And call right now, and it's yours at 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. This is Talkin' Pets. Are you confused by the overwhelming number of supplements for your dog? Developed by a veterinarian, Dr. Baker's all-natural canine system saver is designed to address many of the common problems your dog faces today, including allergies, inflammatory diseases, arthritis, hip dysplasia, geriatric problems, and more. Restore and maintain your dog's health with Dr. Baker's all-natural canine system saver. Order two bottles today and receive 20% off plus free shipping. Visit Canine System SystemSaver.com. To get this special offer, enter coupon code RS20 at checkout. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. That's why we're getting a divorce, and you can't have the dog. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no one wants to hear that. <laughs> no, they don't. It's those horrible words. You know, the one thing that I like talking about, um, Patty Lawson, your book, of course, uh, What Happens to Rover When the Marriage is Over, uh, you have a sample pet nuptial in the back of the book, which is cool. And I did notice, too, that you have uh, a couple other samples, like for pet responsibility contract and a sample dog resume. So that's kind of cool. But tell us a little bit uh, about yeah. the pet nuptial. Um, well, the pet nuptial just sets out in clear terms who owns the dog. And I don't even like to use the term ownership um, of dogs. But in legal terms, um, you know, we have to specify that, that you specifically set forth when you got the dog, um, that it is yours, that you are the, the sole owner, that you do not intend to for this dog to ever become marital property, um, such as your house, which, you know, may be titled in your name uh, only uh, when you get married, can become marital property and people commingle uh, money all the time. And um, you both sign it, you have a witness, and you keep it. You can agree to anything that's not illegal. It's going to be okay in your divorce. Um, there's no problem with that. And as a divorce attorney, at, at one point during my career, I saw dozens of prenups just thrown out just absolutely thrown out well if it's a boat or a piece of jewelry that's okay but if it's your living canine companion it is not okay so you don't want this agreement for your pet to be part of your general prenuptial agreement when you're getting married you want a separate agreement I want to ask you, on the other side of the law, uh, animal abuse, that seems to be a biggie out there. Um, and where are the rights involved with that? Because I know years ago, the, the, if somebody was abusing an animal, it wasn't as strict as it is now. I mean, you report somebody for abusing an animal, you not only get a fine, but you get jail time. Am I correct on that one? If you're lucky, you do. Um, and that that is a best-case scenario you just described. Um, I, I am um, a member of and support uh, an amazing organization called the Animal Legal Defense Fund. And every year they do a survey. And 2016 is not out yet because some state legislator, legislatures will still be passing bills between now and the end of the year. But last year, um, the top five states were Illinois, Oregon, Maine, California, and Michigan. Those are the best states. Those are state laws that I say in my book have teeth. They really work. And Oregon, in particular, is an amazing state. They're number two, but I, I think they'll be number one next year. The Oregon Supreme Court passed a law this year saying that animals are living beings. They are sentient beings. And they struck down a request that you had to have a search warrant to take a blood test from a dog to prove that neglect and cruelty was the cause of their illness. So that, that was a really landmark decision this year. Now, I live in West Virginia. West Virginia, nicely enough, is six. But here's the problem, John. You can have the best laws, but your state budget doesn't have enough money for enough animal control officers or animal prosecutors dedicated only to that that are specifically trained in prosecuting animal crimes, so that becomes a problem. Yes, there are stiff penalties available. We have felony animal cruelty here in West Virginia. You can go to jail for up to 10 years. You can be banned from ever owning a dog again, um, but you have to get someone to prosecute it 
and first of all, you have to get someone to um, investigate it. I mean, even just we have an anti-tethering ordinance, not only in Charleston, but in our county. But if there's one animal control officer and there's two calls and one is for a cruelty case and one is because a dog has been on a tether for two days, of course, they're going to go to the cruelty case and and rightfully so. But we do need more um, put in city and county budgets for animal control officers and um, for prosecutors. Now, the worst state every year is Kentucky. And um, sadly enough for me, I'm licensed in Kentucky and on the animal law uh, committee there. But uh, they they have a very, uh, very bad record in Kentucky, as does Mississippi. There was a reporter uh, down in Mississippi doing a story, and he said, you know, it's bad enough if you're a person, but forget it if you're a cat or a dog. And there was just just terrible circumstances in the the area where he was. But, yes, it is coming to the attention of people. And um, that was one of the things, the good news that came out of the bad news kennels of Michael Vick was that it did bring the public's attention to terrible animal cruelty, intentional infliction of of hurt and pain on animals. Um, And that that has gone, you know, across the country. Um, there is more of an awareness of that. And I have a lot of tips in my chapter on uh, talking about animal abuse and neglect. About your neighbors, is is the neglected neighbor have four uh, legs and a tail? Is there a way you can approach people um, in a non-confrontational manner and perhaps make a dog or cat's life better? And I do believe there is. And I have done that myself on a few occasions. Um, Sometimes there isn't and sometimes you just have to watch and wait and report people for neglect but it's a terrible thing you know my dog Sadie I uh I wrote an essay about her called she waits and it it won an award from the dog writers press but it's totally true she waits for me to feed her she waits for me to take care of her she waits for me to let her out all of those things are just you know they're not burdens when you love your dog and you're a responsible pet parent, they're really great, great opportunities for you to care for your dog um, correctly. And I, I encourage that. And my my message to people is become a responsible pet parent. If, my question is, why do you want a pet? If you can't afford it and you don't question. have the time, you shouldn't have one. No, that's true. It's you know, it's it's a, a privilege to have a pet, um, and it, it just is the the joy of of my life. I mean, Rusty, my dog, I have no idea what his background is. He was dumped in a Mingo County shelter here in West Virginia. And the person um, leaving him would give no information, not even his name, not even his age, no vet care, nothing, and he was posted on Facebook to me. Because he looks like my dog Sadie, and I got him only to find him a home. And it'll hey, he's be got a good years. home. He's on the cover of the book. Oh, is that him? That's Rusty. Oh. Yes, That's indeed. Cool. <laughs> we we shot that cover in the ceremonial courtroom here in Charleston, and um, that's my dog Rusty right there. <laughs> Well, we're speaking with Patty Lawson. She's the author of What Happens to Rover When the Marriage is Over. If you want to get a complimentary copy of the book, call right now, and it's yours at 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. 
844-305-7800. Call right now and we'll send you a copy. It's available in bookstores and online right now. And if you've got a question, we welcome that as well. 844-305-7800. This is Talkin' Pets. Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. Our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed them very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. I wish someone would tell me what it is that I've done wrong. Why I have to stay chained up and left alone so long. They seem so glad to have me. When I came here as a pup, there were so many things we'd do while I was growing up. They couldn't wait to train me as a companion and a friend told me how they'd never fear being left alone again. The children said they'd feed me and brush me every day. They'd play with me and walk me if only I could stay. But now the family hasn't time. They often say I shed. They do not even want me in the house. Not even to be fed. The children never walk me. They always say, not now. I wish that I could please them. Won't someone tell me how? 
All I had you see was love. I wish they would explain. Why they said they wanted me. Then left me on a chain. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. You can find out more information about the show. Go to TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. We are streaming the show there live, too, on Facebook. So if you want to watch us and give a wave, we're waving. Karen's waving right now, so you can check us out on Facebook. But um, also, too, um, you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The icons are right there at the top of the homepage. So go to TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, and join part of the family. All the good ones there, Lexi. Love is a battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> it goes right with what happens to Rover when the marriage is over. And Other Doggone Legal Dilemmas by Patty Lawson. Once again, you can find the book online. You can find it in store, so check it out. But uh, if you've got a question or a comment, or if you'd like to get a complimentary copy of the book, call right now. You'll speak with Ben, our producer at the network, and we'll send it out to you. 844-305-7800. Be the third caller to call right now, and it's yours. 844-305-7800. Call, and you'll get a copy of the book, What Happens to Rover When the Marriage is Over. And uh, we're speaking with Patty Lawson. Patty, i got a uh, question, too. Like, What are the legal rights with somebody renting a place, and they have an animal, and you signed, for instance, the lease, and you agreed that you're paying like a pet fee, but then the pet does something beyond the pet fee or beyond you know maybe destroy something the wood or the wall or something and does the tenant have legal rights there because they signed and they're paying a pet fee or does the landlord have the rights in this category actually the tenant would prevail in a case like that unless the lease says that an infraction such as you described would result in in um, ending the tenancy then they can stay on because those pet fees, well, there's two different kinds. There's something new um, in the last few years called pet rent. It covers nothing. It covers no damages, nothing. It's just that you have to pay that like your dog is a tenant and you have to pay it. And it's it's more popular um, on the West Coast than it is on the East Coast right now, and it can be very expensive. Then there's a, a, a deposit, a pet deposit. Now, a pet deposit would cover a piece of chewed wood or a stained carpet, and deposits are held until the end of the tenancy. If you're a month-to-month tenant, then at the end of the month, yeah, they could say, well, we're keeping your deposit, and we don't want you to stay. If it's a yearly lease, then then you would have your right to stay um, for the year. Um, and then there are, landlords get um, a bad rap. They really do. Um, and I have... Uh, talked to to landlords and heard their side of the story and i get it it all comes down to my whole theme you've got to be a responsible pet parent you can't be somebody and have a pet that you're going to go to work at five o'clock in the morning 
and come home at 10 o'clock at night and you expect that dog to be in that apartment all day and not disrupt people. Of course, dogs bark for a reason, not for their own enjoyment. And that's one thing a lot of pet parents just do not understand. But there are a lot of different things with renting. And I have gone with people personally to a property that said no pets. And we have approached the landlord, had set up a meeting ahead of time, of course, with a pet resume. Here's what here's the kind of dog I have. Here's how I got this dog. Here's the training my dog received. Here's pictures. And I'm not saying you want to show every picture from uh, you know day one up up to uh, walking up to the. A year later, you're still showing pictures. <laughs> right. You just want a couple really good pictures um, to show, and then a pet responsibility contract that sets out in details what you're willing to do. And I have yet, and I've done this 11 times, so, you know, who knows, 12 may break my record, met a landlord that said no, that they wouldn't take a chance with a responsible person like that. We're talking about agreeing to do normal things. You're not going to leave the dog alone, you know, for eight hours a day, or you're going to take the dog to daycare, or you're going to have a responsible person that will come and let the dog out at lunchtime, and here's the number of my vet. Here's the number of uh, my boyfriend, my my mother, someone that can be called, you know, if if you can't be gotten a hold of. It has to be a very clear, responsible contract, and you have to present yourself as a responsible person and uh, bring your dog along to meet uh, the landlord. And I that will in- use work. I thought it was interesting. Years ago when I was younger, I was in my 20s, actually, I moved into a studio apartment. And I was working part-time and all, and I had a dog. And my dog, when I left it alone to go to work, um, clawed the the carpet between the kitchen area and the living room area. In the studio, it's pretty much connected. But um, kind of okay. clawed it and ripped it up in that one section. And I came home, and I saw it, and I was like, oh. And, but I, did, I was paying a pet fee back then, and I, you know, I told the... Uh, 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 condo or not the condo place the apartment place about it the woman there and they actually uh sent me a letter to evict me (laughs) and i was like well i'm willing to pay you know to have the carpet replaced or not not the whole carpet but you know have it patched which is very easy to do and they just wouldn't settle for that yeah you you could have probably fought them in court and won that if your lease was longer than you had been there but the hard part and is, is I think the average person doesn't the average person doesn't have the money to go to court over a case like this when they're battling somebody that may have the money. Do you know what I mean? Or the time. Yeah, well, or the time. Yeah. yeah, well that's absolutely true, but that's what small claims court is about. And you can represent yourself and um there are a lot of lawyers like me that you can find on the internet and we are willing to advise people pro bono. I mean, I know um as a member of a certain bar organizations, lawyers are required to do a number of hours per year for free. And um, why not do it in an area that you love? I mean, I always, you know, try to get all of my pro bono hours in by helping with dog cases, um, no matter what. And we'll, we'll answer questions and we'll, we'll talk to people. Um, it, it's a very clear landlord-tenant law it's very clearly set out in the code of every state. And if a landlord is in the in the wrong and has, you know, just using this sort of as retaliation, 
um, you you usually will win, and um, lawyers like myself can help you can help people with that. We can advise you. We have I have, and I know many of my colleagues. We have tons of forms that we've drafted and used in the past that can be adapted, and people can take them to court um, themselves, and they can you know prevail because it's just like even with travel, pet friendly, pet welcome. Those are really nice terms. But, boy, until you really check it out, you don't know. We have a resort here in West Virginia that um, when you go to check in, you have to sign an agreement, and they make a big deal of being pet-friendly. But that agreement clearly states that if your dog gets complained about barking or anything else, you'll be asked to leave. doesn't matter. You will be asked to leave, and you do not get your money back. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't sign that. I mean, and my dog really never barks. Sadie. Some people don't um, even, they don't read the fine print, print or they don't read what they're signing. They think, you know, and that's the thing, too, is some people will say, okay, this is what this is, and this is what it, you know, explains, and then just sign right here on the dotted line, and people don't want to take the time to read it, and they believe what somebody's telling them, and then they sign it, and then when something happens, then they're, you know, they're standing there with their pants down to their ankles. Well, that, that actually happened to me on my first book tour. We went to check into a hotel in Charlotte. And um, the, the reservation had been made by um, the publisher, and um, everything was taken care of. And she handed me a sheet of paper, like you're talking about. And she said, yeah, this is just a pet uh, agreement. You just have to sign it. And I started reading it. And she goes, you don't have to read it. It's just an agreement. And I said, you must not have realized I'm a lawyer. I read everything. I'm a and lawyer. You're, said, not getting, you're not getting by me on that yeah. one. <laughs> and, and, and it said, like, number three, dogs weren't allowed in the elevator. Well, at that particular time, I had um, had a dislocated elbow. And it was just getting better. There was no way. My, I always ask for a floor, a room on the top floor because I don't like being down low and whatever reason. And um, there was no way I was going to be able to take Sadie and my luggage and a couple boxes of books up eight flights of stairs. And I said, what is this all about? And she said, we don't allow dogs in the elevator. And I said, can I talk to your manager? And uh, he came out. And this... Um, surprised me because I had been to the corporate website for this particular chain and, and um, there was nothing about anything like this. And I asked him about it and he said, well, only dogs, uh, we only allow service dogs in the elevators because people have allergies. And I said, really? Okay, dog number one here has a vest on, dog number two doesn't. They're both dogs. <laughs> if you're allergic to them, you're allergic. And he said, well, that, that may be, but that's our policy. I mean, it made no sense. Um, so I got my money back and went down the street to uh, a chain that I'm not ashamed to, you know, give them a out out La Quinta. La Quinta inns are amazing for dogs. They don't charge any money. They don't care how big they are. And uh, they are truly pets welcome. We went down there and I didn't know that at the time. And I went in, I said, I have a dog. And they said, oh, that's great. <laughs> I well, thought, Okay. Patty, we got to go out to a break, but I want to say thank you for joining us on the show. When What Happens to Rover When the Marriage is Over is the title of the book. It's by Patty Lawson, and you can check it out, of course, at any bookstore or online. Patty, thanks for joining us here on the show. All right, thank you for having me. It was a great pleasure. I love talking about law, and I could talk for hours on it because I'm sure you know a lot of people don't understand it, of course, and so it was great having you on. Thanks for joining us. I hope you get a chance to read my book. There's a lot of things in there you'll enjoy then. Sounds Thank good. Thank you. Thanks, Patty. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. 
If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Rutgers Law professors say pets are animal slaves, argued domestication is a form of torture. Two Rutgers University law professors have published an essay making a case against pets, arguing that domestication of animals is a form of torture that is morally and ethically wrong. Despite living with six rescue dogs, professors Gary Francione and Anna Charlton described their pets as non-human refugees, according to an article they published this month. Although we love them very much, we strongly believe that they should not have existed in the first place, the couple wrote. We oppose domestication and pet ownership because these violate the fundamental rights of animals. When we talk about animal rights, we are talking primarily about one right, the right not to be property. The professors also oppose the killing of animals for human consumption, saying a sensible vegan diet is the preferred alternative. They wrote that in a perfect world, the domestication of animals would be completely eradicated. Domesticated animals are completely dependent on humans who control every aspect of their lives, they continued. They remain perpetually in another world of vulnerability, dependent on us for everything that is of relevance to them. We have bred them to be compliant and servile and to have characteristics that are pleasing to us, even though many of those characteristics are harmful to the animal involved. We might not make them happy. We may make them happy in one sense, but the relationship can never be natural or normal. They do not belong in our world, irrespective of how well we treat them. This is more or less true of all domesticated non-humans. They are perpetually dependent on us. We control their lives forever. They are truly animal slaves. They wrote that in a fair and just world, there would be no pets at all, no fields full of sheep, and no barns full of pigs, cows, and egg-laying hens. There would be no aquaria and no zoos. According to Mr. Francione's Rutgers profile, the law professor has been an outspoken advocate of, a- of animal rights for the past 25 years. He and Ms. Charlton, an adjunct law professor, founded and operated the Rutgers Animal Law Rights Clinic from 1990 to 2000. For more information, visit TalkinPets.com and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Reporting for Talkin' Pets, I'm Karen Vance.
And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Lexi Lapp. That's Michael Jackson. Do you ever hear this song? I don't think I've ever heard it no. either. But it's called We Are Here to Change the World. Hmm. I love Michael Jackson, though. I miss him. He's always had messages behind his music, too. So, and it's always great music. I agree. So. That guy is a little crazy, in my opinion, from the story. <laughs> Michael? Just a little crazy. Well, I mean, he's at his bad press and everything. Who knows? No, 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 no. The guy from the story that the she Rutgers just read. The Rutgers Law Professor. Oh. Talking uh, yeah. Pets does not endorse this. Just a little. Yeah. Just yeah. a little tad. Point. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's based on other you know, people's opinions. I, I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from, but four-letter word, you know what I'm saying. So it's with a P. <laughs> <laughs> well, the number is 844-305-7800. Before we close the hour out, um, I want to give some stuff away. So I'm going to give it away to... Um, call in. Call in quick. Three callers. <laughs> the next three callers that come in, you're each going to get a bottle of Nutrix for your dog or cat. Let Ben know which one you want. You're going to get a bottle of SCOE, the ultimate odor eliminator. It's guaranteed to take out any odors. I can guarantee you it works because I use it in my home with my pets um, and other things. Um, so you're going to get the SCOE 10X, a bottle of Nutrix. For the first call, you're going to get a copy of the book, What Happens to Rover When the Marriage is Over. And you're all each going to get a CD, autographed CD copy of the Newtown, Harlan Road. It's a bluegrass band, and they're great. It's great music, actually. So we're going to send you one of those. So each one of you is going to get SCOE 10X, a bottle of Nutrix, and the CD Newtown from Harlan Road. And the first caller will get What Happens to Rover When the Marriage is Over. And I think I still have a copy of the book, Woof. Um, and that's by Anushka Jones. So uh, it's a great coffee table book of dogs and some quotes from uh, way past and present. So we'll send those out to you if you call right now. And the third caller is going to get the CD, the Nutrix, and the SCOE 10X. So call right now, 844-305-7800. We love to give things away. And, hey, trick-or-treats are right around the corner. So <laughs> we're starting to fill your bag. So call right now, and those are yours. The first three callers, 844 305 7800 844-305-7800 call and those are yours SCOE 10X that's the odor eliminator Nutrix to bring focus back into your pet's world and also the CD Newtown Harlan Road Bluegrass and for the first caller what happens to Rover when the marriage is over second caller is going to get added onto all that stuff Woof and the third caller will get the uh, SCOE 10X the Nutrix and the Newtown CD 844-305-7800 844-305-7800. Hey, if we have stuff to give away, we love to give it away. So, um, And it's kind of fun. So I, I, I'd love filling people's bags. So trick-or-treat, you know, early. It's not that early. You walk in the store in July and Halloween's already out there. <laughs> Christmas is out there in already? June. You know. Yeah, Christmas stuff is already out. <laughs> That's scary. 844-305-7800. Call and um, we'll send that stuff out to you. Our whole house is decorated for Halloween already, though. My mom already put the spider web up on the mirror. We made little jars. Um, We bought a baby doll and, like, dismembered it, kind of. We cut its arms off. That's (laughs) nice. And cut its arms off and its head and put put the head in a bottle with, like, some green water so it looks like formaldehyde and the little arms. And it's funny. Getting all ready for Halloween. They have little white suits that tie in the back for people like you. (laughs) <laughs> the kind with their arms crossed in the front yeah yeah 844-305-7800 you know those jackets huh yes yeah. i don't they're not crooked <laughs> not yet they're anyway. not crooked hey we'll spay new to your pets and help control that pet population if you're looking to adopt a pet go to your local animal shelter or your rescue group and get one there karen always a pleasure 
So Wonderful. it was a busy show today. Yes, it was. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of fun. Here. So, and uh, we got some winners calling in, but we have one more to give away. So call 844-305-7800. We're going to set you up with a lot of stuff. SCOE 10X, the odor eliminator, and new tricks for your dog or cat, and an autographed CD of Newtown. From, it's called Harlan Road. Call right now and it's yours. 844-305-7800. From myself, John Patch. Karen Vance. Lexi Lapp. We say goodbye for now. Check us out on the website at TalkingPets.com and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Bye for now and have a safe weekend. Love you guys. Bye. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.